Dr. Kurt Mahona, I will ask uh, Dr. Moon to come up to the table as well, and Dr. Thor. Um, but Dr. Kurt Malone received his Bachelor of Arts degree with a double major in Biology and Chemistry from uh, Point Loma Nazarene University and his PhD in Cardiovascular Physiology and Pharmacology from University of California in San Diego. He received his MB from Jefferson Medical College, Manda Cum Laude and AOA, and finished his medical training in Pediatric Cardiology at US uh, San Diego uh, Children's Hospital. Uh, I've asked these doctors to, again, just anecdotally uh, put some meat in the bones of what we heard earlier, just in terms of the, the safety signals that the data was telling us. So, Dr. Malone. Thank you much. Thank you very much, Senator Johnson. I appreciate being here. It's quite an honor. Uh, so, we know from Dr. Rich's data that the risk for children with COVID is exceedingly low. But we now know that there's a real risk from vaccine-induced myocarditis. So let me start with the explanation of what myocarditis is. The word is a combination of muscle, heart, and inflamed. The heart is primarily a muscle. And when it is inflamed, it functions, its function is compromised. Much like when you bruise or strain a muscle, when you strain a leg muscle, your doctor tells you to rest it. The difficulty when the heart has been injured, even if it's minor, it is very difficult to rest it because it still needs to beat 70 times a minute, 4,200 times an hour, and 100,800 times a day. The concentration of my PhD dissertation in cardiovascular physiology and pharmacology was the area of study specifically looking at the cellular mechanisms for the heart muscle to become inflamed. So can the vaccine cause myocarditis or inflame the heart? We now have data from multiple sources. The American Heart Association meetings this year from Dr. Lin, Dr. Wang writing for Cell Research, Dr. Avolio in clinical research, all have elegantly shown that the spike protein, which the current mRNA vaccine products ask the body to make, are cardiotoxic and cause the heart to be inflamed. Let that sink in. The current public health plan is asking our own body to make a cardiotoxin. The spike protein sets in motion a cascade of events that activates platelets to form clots and inflames the blood vessels lining the heart and the heart muscle itself. So how often does this happen? That answer comes with many caveats because the risk is very much associated with age and gender men 14 to 40 being at the highest risk. But most alarming was a recent study from Thailand that watched and tested adolescents before and after receiving the Pfizer vaccine. They found that two, of the 202 adolescent boys that they were studied, five of 202, or 2.4%, demonstrated myocardial image, sorry, injury. And two of the 202, had a 1% or 1% had irritation of, of the sac around the heart or pericarditis. One in 40 people having their heart inflamed after vaccination is very concerning, especially considering the majority, close to 80% 80, 80 of those serving in our military are males between the age of 18 and 44. You may have heard that the unvaccinated are at higher risk for myocarditis than those who are vaccinated. 
A large study from the Nordic countries found that not to be true. The paper in JAMA Cardiology by Dr. Lejeune and all showed that the highest risk for myocarditis was in those vaccinated males, 12 to 39, two shots were worse than one, Moderna was worse than Pfizer, and the Pfizer-Moderna combination was the highest risk of all. What about college students? The recent paper by Hogue and all used CDC estimates to show how many students would be saved from hospitalization from COVID by vaccination compared to studies showing the real risk for myocarditis. What they showed was for a million students going to college that the Pfizer vaccine would save 32 from going to the hospital. The Moderna vaccine would save 23. If you looked at myocarditis, it, the amount of myocarditis you would see by the CDC estimate was 47 for Pfizer and 70 for Moderna. Other studies have showed Pfizer to cause 126 cases of myocarditis per million, and another one by Sharif et al. showed 147 compared to a saving of going to the hospital of 32%. Many of the health of public officials have, have agreed that the vaccines are causing myocarditis, but it's mild. Having spent time with thousands of patients explaining their child's heart pro problem, if your child has to be hospitalized in the ICU with myocarditis, even if I call it a mild case, no parent ever thinks that their child being in a pediatric ICU is mild. Um, so what can we say about the recovery from the effect of the vaccine associated with the spike protein's cardiotoxins long-term effect on the heart? That st a study was recently published in Lancet Child and Adolescent Health. The, it says the outcomes of at least 90 days since the onset of myocarditis after mRNA COVID vaccination in adolescents and young adults in the USA. And what they found was pretty alarming. What they showed was that if they looked at the echocardiogram and EKG, that those all went back pretty close to baseline in the majority of patients. And that's what you'll often hear. Oh, the EKG was normal. Oh, the echocardiogram was normal. Or the blood test to see if the heart was inflamed, the troponin, it's all back to normal. However, if they dug a little deeper, what they saw was that the, if they looked with a cardiac MRI, one of our most sensitive tests to look for damage to the heart, they saw that in 151 kids who had an M MRI, at 90 days, 81 of them still had damage to their heart, and the damage was of late gadolinium enhancement, which is associated with sudden cardiac death. Um, I am passionate for the health of our children. I'm also passionate for young service members that I served for 13 years in the Air Force as a flight surgeon deployed twice to Iraq. For our healthy children and the majority of our war, war fighters, the data show that the risk for myocarditis is greater than the benefit of the vaccine products. As a physician who is bound to do no harm, my opinion is that we should not mandate harm. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Dr. Milhon. Again, We've got this room for just a...